The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So welcome back. I'd ask how was your morning, but then you'd all have to tell me. That would be a burden. (laughs) So... um, So what I would really like to talk about this morning is joy. The joy that is the form, comes in the form of delight. Joy. So so to experience joy, do you have to step out of your life? Do you have to be somewhere else? Do you have to say, well, if I'm going to experience joy, I have to go do something else? Where do you find joy? And what does it mean? What is joy? There is a a famous quote that kind of got me thinking on the subject of joy by Joseph Campbell, who was a famous mythologist. And he, he said, participate fully in the sorrows of the world. We cannot cure the world of sorrows, but we can choose to live in joy. And I thought... Oh, I get that. And then, and then I didn't get it. Participate fully in the sorrows of the world. We cannot cure the world of sorrows, but we can choose to live in joy. This kind of fits in my mind with, with this idea of wondering if to be joyful I have to be doing something else. Where do I find joy? How does it manifest? How do you experience joy? You don't mean what brings you joy. How do you know you're joyful? What do you feel in your body? What is the experience of joy? You may not think about it. What's the physical experience of joy in your body? When you when you think of joy, there's there's an idea of of uh, it seems effervescent to me. There's there's a delight. It's more like delight than happiness. More like a sparkling sound. Joy has for me. Sort of jubilant, really bright, bright. I have. I have more things than I know what to do with here this morning, but I want to read you something from Rilke. The reality of any joy in the world is indescribable. Only in joy does creation happen. Only in joy does creation happen. Happiness, on the contrary, is only a promising and interpretable pattern of things already existing. Joy, however is a marvelous increasing of what already exists, a pure addition out of nothingness. Joy is a moment, unobligated, timeless from the beginning, not to be held, but also not to be truly lost again. Since under its impact, our being is changed chemically, so to speak, and does not only, as may be the case with happiness, savor and enjoy itself. Joy is a moment, unobligated, 
timeless for the be- from the beginning. The thing about joy is it seems to have energy associated with it. It has energy associated with it. It isn't just, ah, it's more like, ah, ah, there's energy associated with joy. In the, in the Buddhist world, we talk about joy in several different ways. There are like three main ways we talk about it. One is sympathetic joy, mudita, which is one of the Brahma Viharas, where we experience joy at someone else's good fortune. Where we say, oh, I'm so happy that happened for you. Oh, I'm happy to see that. I find this a very good antidote to jealousy myself. When I can make that shift to, oh, how wonderful for you, it brings joy to me to actually experience for someone else. So this is one of the common ways we do. We rejoice in someone's good fortune. The word rejoice also has energy. Rejoice. We don't quietly rejoice. We rejoice. There's an energetic feeling behind it. The second type is the joy of good works. Generosity. When we are generous we experience joy. When you give something to someone, doesn't that feel sort of bright? Just give this to someone. I recently met someone new who was a friend of a friend, and she was saying, well, oh, I really like this, but I can't really afford this. And I said, oh, I have one of those, and I gave it to her. And I gave it to her almost without thinking. And I thought, wow, that, that really felt great. Whether I needed it, wanted it, it was just, there was joy associated with, oh, I can make this person happy. I can do this thing for this person. I can express this. I can just give this person something. And there's joy in that. There's joy in good works. We don't normally think too much about it. It isn't that we do it for feeling good. It's more like it happens it's an additive. It's something that, that occurs out of the generosity. So one way to notice joy in your life is to see what happens when you're generous. Oh. And generosity doesn't have to be giving something someone of uh, monetary value. You'd be surprised how joyful you can feel when you smile at a stranger. And the surprise on their face. Why is this person smiling at me? Oh. <laughs> and our experience is one of joy. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes you get a scowl back. But even then, oh, we're both in this moment together. This person with whom I had no association before suddenly has a relationship with me, even if it is, you know, not what I would wish. <laughs> Oh, the spontaneous evocation of something new. And the third type of joy that we talk about in Buddhism is the joy of meditative absorption, piti, piti, P-I-T-I. This is when we are, when we're settling into the place of stillness and we experience the delight of that stillness. It manifests different ways in different people. 
but we've all experienced it in one way or another. When we're sitting and we become still and we settle into the moment and there's just a delight, a, a delight, a sense of, ah, ah. It's different than bliss. You know, bliss, bliss has this sort of overweening <gasps> feeling. But joy is energetic. That's why it's so interesting and important to notice joy. That there is this place that gives energy to your practice when you notice it's happening. Oh, I'm right here in the middle of this. The mind becomes bright. Now, it's easy, easy, when we're in meditation and we've settled in and we've reached a place of stillness to notice that the mind is bright. But we can actually notice that any time we're willing to notice it. In the midst of the chaos of life, we can say, hmm, just for this moment, I'm here and experience the joy of arriving in the moment. Ah, I'm here. It's possible to live in joy, but only if you're willing to look there. So there's a, there's a famous sutta that talks about the relationship between uh, different ways of, of being. And it starts with, with skillful virtues. So, it's, so I'm just going to read this section. Uh, Thus in this way, Ananda, the Buddha is talking to one of his disciples. Skillful virtues have freedom from remorse as their purpose. Freedom from remorse. Freedom from remorse is their reward. Freedom from remorse has joy as its purpose. Joy is its reward. Joy has rapture as its purpose. Rapture as its reward. Rapture has calm as its purpose. Calm as its reward. Calm has pleasure as its purpose. Pleasure as its reward. Pleasure has concentration as its purpose, concentration as its reward. Concentration has knowledge and vision of things as they have come to be as its purpose. Knowledge and vision of things as they have come to be as its reward. Knowledge and vision of things as they have come to be has disenchantment as its purpose, disenchantment as its reward. Disenchantment has dispassion as its reward. Dispassion has knowledge and vision of release as its purpose, as its reward. And this is what we call nirvana. Joy is on the way. Joy is in the path. Seek joy. Notice joy. The seeking is just being open to it. It isn't a chasing. It's creating the conditions for noticing joy. The energy, the energizing part of joy. 
We can practice joy by generosity, gratitude, openness to experience, selflessness, that is not being too focused on self, and stillness, finding stillness. There was a, there's a wonderful story in the back of this. This book is called The Power of Kindness. Uh, it's a sweet little thing. And you can see I, I don't like this book, so I, don't, I haven't marked any pages in it. But the last is a story. In an old Eastern story, God wants to reward a man for his exceptional kindness and purity of intentions. He calls an angel and tells him to go to the man and ask him what he wants. He will have whatever his heart desires. The angel appears before the kind man and gives him the good news. The man replies, oh, but I'm happy already. I don't want anything. I have all that I want. The angel explains that with God, you just have to be tactful. If he wants to give us a gift, it's best to accept. The kind man then replies, in this case... I would like all who come in contact with me to feel well, but I want to know nothing about it. From that moment, wherever the kind man happens to be, wilted plants bloom again, sickly animals grow strong, ill people are healed, the unhappy are relieved of their burdens, those who fight make peace, and those beset by problems resolve them. And all this happens without the kind man's knowing always in his wake, but never in front of his eyes. There is never any pride nor any expectation. Unknowing and content, the kindly man walks the roads of the world, spreading happiness to everyone. Unknowing. We know not how we influence others, and we don't need to know. We can experience joy in our lives by being open to joy, by being generous, by being awake, by noticing stillness. We capture the energy of joy, and it motivates our lives. I wish you all great joy and happiness, but especially joy the delight that arises when you're not looking for it. Thank you.